This is your host of the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. I'm Leisha Holmes, and I just wanted to say thank you for choosing to listen to our episode. Now, before we start, I would like to thank our sponsors, Hoxo Media and Vincere. I will explain a bit more about them later on in the episode as to how you, our listener, can benefit from a unique discount by mentioning the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast when you contact them. Now, remember to click subscribe as you're listening now to get notified of every new weekly episode of the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. Without further ado, let's jump in to the episode. What a delightful guest this is for me to introduce to you all the way from Austin in America. This is Thad Price, who uh, we've we've tried on a number of occasions to get Thad on the show. And finally, we did it. We recorded this in October 2022. We were both laughing at the fact that as we recorded, we had our various children's skeletons around our homes because of the Halloween that was coming. We talk in this episode to the CEO of one of the largest job boards in America, and I'm really, really pleased that we had that on because I think his insights and the perspective that he has from a technology point of view, from an employer value proposition point of view, and also from a job seeker point of view, will be really useful to you, whether you're listening to this as a recruiter or as an employer, as a leader of a, of a business, whether you're a recruitment business or not. So we're going to talk about how you can make your job adverts stand out to the unicorn candidates in your market, whatever your talent short market is. If you look, if you look ahead and we look at cycles in recruitment, it's very possible that in some markets there may be a tsunami, possibly retail hospitality if the recession really picks up next year in 2023. How do you make sure your recruiters are not wasting time, that you're not wasting time sifting through dozens and hundreds of um, insuitable applicants? How do you make the most of your job board experience? Really brilliant advice. How do you ensure that you have a holistic social media strategy and job advert strategy and marketing strategy all intertwined to attract you the best candidates in the market? And if you're listening to this potentially as a future job seeker, what can you do? to make yourself stand out. And actually that's really relevant advice that you can give to your candidates too. It's a really enjoyable episode. I really liked that. He's a really lovely man. So make sure you're following him on on LinkedIn. And without further ado, let's jump in to the episode. This is Leisha Holmes and I'm your host on the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. And I'm really excited for a couple of reasons today. First of all, my next guest, I think this is possibly the second or third time we were supposed to meet, but we've managed to do it. We've managed to beat, you know, allergies, illness, things happening in the world. But secondly, this guest is my first from Austin in America. So I'd like to welcome to you all today. This is Thad Price and he's the CEO of Talru. Welcome to today, Thad. How are you? Hi, Alicia. I'm great. How are you? Thanks for the invite. I'm glad we were finally able to connect together. Finally. And it's been so lovely to get to know you off camera. And obviously, you're my first dad. We've already had that conversation. I don't think anyone has ever met a dad before. It's a wonderful name. It's, a, it's got family provenance. Is that what you said? That's right. That's right. It was my uh, great grandfather's name. And then it was my grandfather's middle name. And so here I am. Here you are now with the most wonderful back. <laughs> For anyone watching on YouTube, I think you'll agree that I think Thad's background, we can see a little skeleton in the back as well. Very cool. So for those who are not yet familiar with you, but they'll certainly be clicking away on LinkedIn to see what you do. Give us an overview of what you do and what your business does. Yeah, absolutely. So again, Thad Price, nice to meet all of you. Thank you for listening in uh, today. We really appreciate it. Um, A little bit about Tauru. We help companies find unique audiences for their jobs. We take more of a programmatic approach 
finding the right profiles of job seekers to advertise your jobs. And we help companies advertise those jobs and we focus on uh, downstream data uh, in the applicant tracking system. And also we allow companies to uh, stand up hiring events where you can hire in mass uh, for, certain, um, for certain locations. So all of those products are available in what we refer to as the Tower Ad Platform and help companies attract talent outside of some of the larger uh, job boards that you may currently be using. And that, and you'll all be nodding away as to why we invited that on today, because I think that any recruiter listening, wherever you are in the world, and we are very grateful for anyone dropping in wherever you're based, uh, you are probably in a talent short market. I will eat my hat if you're not. So um, that's one of the main reasons we wanted to invite that on today. And you are, because you are our first guest from Austin, what's it like over there? I believe it's an absolutely beautiful part of, you, of the USA. It is, a, it is magical right now. This is the best time of year to visit Austin. Um, you know, we've got uh, Austin City Limits, uh, which is uh, going on now. Wow. Number of festivals in town. We have F1, which is happening soon as well. So um, it is a great time to visit Austin. And the weather here is just beautiful. We'll be in the 70s uh, today, no. which will be fantastic. Um, the great thing about Austin is we were chatting earlier that there aren't a lot of places where you can be 30 minutes from uh, a lake, 30 minutes from a hill country, or 30 minutes from a vibrant downtown. So we arrived here about nine years ago, almost 10 years ago now from the Bay Area. Our business was incubated in the Bay Area, and we were in the first wave, or maybe the second wave of folks 10 years ago moving from the Bay Area. Um, and it's been just terrific. A lot of a lot of focus around entrepreneurship here. You can hire great talent. There's no reason. There's there's definitely a reason why a lot of companies are relocating to Austin and um, investing in the city. I'm nodding away because our audience is obviously predominantly recruiters, and out out of that, we predict it's probably about fifty percent leaders. And we have a lot of our clients looking at Austin as a desirable location if they're either looking to to first move to the to the states or relocate from other areas like San Francisco, where it's notoriously very expensive to hire good recruiters because it's the cost of living over there. So I'm I, I've already said it. I've got a little pin in the map. I need to come over and see for myself. I, I believe it's an absolutely beautiful place. And I think March, you said there's a digital. Um, event yes. there for a week. Yes, that South good. by Southwest. That's that's a great uh, experience as well. If you haven't visited Austin in March, it's a great time of the year to visit as well. Uh, terrific opportunity. Great. You know, it, it, to speak to Austin a little bit, it was interesting. Probably about three or four years ago, I was chatting to chatting with our uh, commercial real estate broker, and at that time, there were a lot of large companies relocating to Austin. And I asked him, I said, why do you think that is? Mm. What's the data that points to why Austin is such a great place? And he he's actually was actually representing Google at the time and uh, shared that, you know, from his perspective, um, there's higher productivity than other areas. And I think it is all about work-life balance. Mm. And you find that in, in a community uh, like Austin. And um, I think that's what it's all about. So if you can drive up productivity, and you can have a great place to live, then that's what it's win, all win. about. That's why it so is. many companies win-win. That's why it so many is. companies are moving here. Oh, no, that's lovely. And we'll definitely, I mean, if you're listening to this now via LinkedIn, come back into LinkedIn, circle back and tell us if you've been to Austin and share a photo as well. We want to see where you visited. We want to see pictures of all the beautiful lakes and mountains and the downtown vibe as well. So let's, let's jump in then. So, I mean, I said in the intro, that I doubt there will be a listener anywhere in the world that isn't in some kind of talent short market, whether it's lawyers, whether it's, you know, healthcare workers, whether it's recruiters like me, 
there doesn't seem to be enough talents out there, a talent out there. So in your experience, what do you think recruiters need to be doing to make themselves stand out to the unicorn candidates? Okay, so I just wanted to break away from the chat for 60 seconds to talk to you about an issue a lot of agencies are facing right now and what one company, Hoxo Media, are doing about it. There's a lot of talk about what it takes to be the quote unquote modern recruiter, personal branding, building an online presence, finding new and innovative ways to engage the market, whatever your market is. It's an approach most businesses are fumbling around with at the moment, to be honest. Meanwhile, Hoxo have absolutely nailed it. They are arguably the world's foremost marketing agency dedicated exclusively to the recruitment sector. And they've worked out what recruiters need to do to see tangible success through online activity. They've developed a proven methodology to follow on LinkedIn daily to establish you, you, as the go-to recruiter in your space and drive inbound leads and new business opportunities on a consistent basis. Now, they teach it all to you over an eight-week course in the Hoxo Academy. I actually completed the Hoxo Academy in the very height of covid and it completely transformed my business. In fact, it paid for itself by the end of week two. The best place to find out more about Hoxo Media is to check out their website, hoxomedia.com, or search for them on LinkedIn and give them a follow. They give away an absolute ton of valuable advice and actionable tips for free. But if and when you're ready to seriously invest in your online brand, give these guys a shout. But make sure to tell them that Leisha from Key Recruitment sent you and just quote the podcast, the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast, and they'll give you a cheeky discount as well. Not bad, eh? Now, back to the chat. Yeah, I think the first thing is taking a marketing approach. You know, think about the idea of product marketing. At the end of the day, you're representing a company or, you know, and you're selling the opportunity to the candidate. And when we think about this idea of product marketing, I think we can apply it to marketing in, in one way is battle cards. You know, when you think of the idea of, of, of this, when you invest in companies, you basically say, okay, why would, why would a company buy my product over my competitor's product? And usually the thought process is, is you, you boil it down to a few bullet points. Here are all the competitors that my buyers are actually you know, looking at and, and making a decision around. And so I think that one, one great way to think about that is with your company. Think about your competitors. If you're recruiting um, talent specifically from a competitor, or you're, you know that you're actually uh, recruiting against your competitors, think about why that candidate should come to your company and write it out, create these battle cards, you know, competitor one, competitor two, competitor three, and why you're a better option than your competitors. And so then people ask me, where do I find that data? Glassdoor. It's a great place, right? You can actually read through what's happening. You can see what's happening. You can actually also read through job descriptions, look at the benefits, compare your yeah. benefits, to your benefits. Remember, the whole idea is you have to stand out to the candidate as something different. People want something different. Mm. And if you can provide that to them, you have a great opportunity to actually uh, land that candidate. 
I like the idea of the comparison cards, the battle cards, as you call them. It's, you know, it's like tr top trumps, isn't it? You know, it's actually seeing for yourself and you can make that comparison. I think our brain will automatically go to the one where what's most important to me. So you might say, well, I want an, a, a company that has, you know, over 20 employees. But actually, to me, it's there might be a section on there of how many days they're in the office. That's more important to me. So I think it's a really visual way. I've never, ever had that said in that way before and I think that's actually quite effective but I agree with you what is your unique differentiator as a business and 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 live by that I think far too I don't know in your experience but far too many employers want to sort of plagiarize and be like everybody else but actually stand by your uniqueness because that will attract the right people to your business the right unicorns a great example is our company. So we, we've been recruiting engineers heavily and, you know, mm -hmm. here we are in Austin, which is, <laughs> we're competing against, you know, some of the meta mm -hmm. indeed, you know, others here in, in Austin that Google that are expanding. And one of the things that's been unique for us is when we find an engineer that really embraces entrepreneurship and autonomy, mm -hmm. that's really important for us because, you know, we have a small engineering team and it's hard for us to compete against some of the large brands. But when you find an engineer that really wants entrepreneurship and wants to make an impact, mm -hmm. that's what it's all about. Yeah. And, you know, I think the other piece of this, when you think of battle cards, so, you know, let's put battle cards in a box for a while. The other is really understanding the persona that you're okay. looking to attract. Right. And that's another cue from marketing. You think of who is your, you know, we always talk about um, who is your ideal customer persona, your ICP. There's also an ideal candidate persona, ICP, yeah. which is how do we make sure that what we're doing is actually attracting that candidate? And it starts in many times with the job posting and the sourcing strategy. And again, if you think about battle cards, ideal candidate persona, all of these things are important. It, there are so many strategies from marketing that we can apply to sourcing, recruitment marketing, and of course, you know, the art and science of, of recruiting. And writing job adverts, which generally speaking, recruiters don't tend to do as, a, as brilliantly as maybe a marketing person would. So what would your advice be on that? How would you write something that's really compelling that doesn't sound like everyone else's? Our client is hiring. I mean, just delete straight yeah. away. So how do you make yourself stand out? Well, the first thing I would do is I would go back to the battle cards, like research okay. and compare. See if yeah. there's something that's different about your opportunity compared to all the other opportunities that are in um, that are out there today in the market. So that's the first thing I would do. The second thing that I would do is think interest the reader. Mm. You know, back in the days of of our, of our writing classes, when we're when we're trying to grab attention, it's the same. It's the same thought process. The other piece is transparency. Transparency right. is very important today, mm -hmm. and the reason why transparency in the job description is very important is because job seekers are their candidates are going to find out. They're going to research. They're going to read. They're going to understand. And I had someone share with me in an interview that I've been, that I've been using in a number of my conversations that retention starts with the job posting. You know, in some cases, I think we can be a little bit too puffy in in how we mm. think about job description, and so yeah. then we then we write this great job description, and so you know we then we look at reality, and it may be a little off. Mm. <laughs> so I think we You're have right. to I think we have to start with the basics of all right, how is this job different than every other job mm. out there? And if you start at that, if you start with that key then that can help drive a lot of your decision-making process on actually how you write the all-powerful job description. 
And actually, how you then interview and hire and match up against it, it's an, an internally benchmark. I think you're absolutely right. I mean, just, you know, if we look at what the narrative is in the society that we live in, and I know we live on the other side of the, the globe to each other, but the societies are absolutely the same that people do due diligence you know they only have to go on Glassdoor they only have to go and have a look at Google reviews they only have to go and look on your Instagram or your endorsements on LinkedIn to see whether it's all absolute nonsense as an employer whether you're telling the truth or not and if they see on your company page on LinkedIn this you know f f rotating door of people just coming and going coming and going and there's no tenure then you saying on a job description you know great business well no you're not a great business so I agree with you I think that transparency is really important and you know write the advert for the person that you're trying to attract exactly the you know, ICP video candidate I, persona yeah that's no, who I, attract. I really I really I think that's really really great advice actually now you know in terms of, you obviously are the expert in terms of the job board itself obviously you you've created um, a destination for for your clients to come onto that but where where else do you think we should be advertising so what i'm thinking here is should people be sharing their job if it's on on linkedin do people actually click through what about tiktok what about instagram what you've what's your view on a broader social media strategy on job adverts we briefly interrupt this chat on the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast to introduce to you our partnership with Vincere, the recruitment operating system. Vincere is the modern recruitment operating system for recruitment and staffing agencies around the globe. A single tech platform that unifies your CRM, your ATS, your website, candidate and client portals, shift scheduler, timesheets, data and analytics, and now including video interviewing and outreach all under one roof. This is the reason the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast chose to partner with Vincere because we want to make the job of a modern recruiter as simple as possible. So if you're looking for a new recruitment CRM to manage your entire operation, visit vincere.io and remember to mention the recruiters recruitment podcast now back to the chat yeah so i think i think of um social media and i think of the other placements as ways to augment a core strategy so job boards are very powerful you know they're very powerful at providing um, you with candidates hopefully great candidates and from a quality perspective you know they provide a huge value to the ecosystem um, where i think that there's a lot of opportunity with job boards is optimizing what we're doing with job boards Right. I think that there's you know, in at least, you know, uh, over the last 20 years, I've heard the term, you know, post and pray. Right. I post I post a job and I pray I get the right candidates. Really, I think job boards should be post and produce. Yeah. And so you post the job and you produce great quality candidates. And that's something that, you know, we're we're very um we're very focused here at Tauru. And so the first thing I would do is I would look at your marketing budget and I would look at where you're sourcing today and saying, all right, what am I investing in job boards? And how can I make that more effective through some of the newer technologies that are available in the ecosystem today? It's not all about brand, right? It's about providing great candidates and quality of candidates. Um, the second thing that I would do is I would think about a test budget um, when you with recruitment marketing around new channels. And I think the big thing that you'll find is a lot of the channels, TikTok and some of the others, YouTube as well, if you, if you create more of an integrated marketing approach across what you're doing with job boards and what you're doing socially, I think the outcome is more powerful overall 
in a talent attraction strategy. And we see this in brand, right? You know, it's you have a, if you have an integrated marketing strategy with brand and other placements online, ad placements online, whatever that may be, together, it's very powerful. Separate, it's not as powerful. So uh, I think of this idea of I think of this idea of actually an integrated approach, focusing on what's important and testing. Mm-hmm. But the first thing most people need to do is they need to optimize what they're spending on job boards. Yeah, right? no, totally. And then once you've optimized, you've found budget where you can try these other channels that are more effective. Yeah, no, and then you, you can, can take a more holistic long-term value. Yeah, and you can take a holistic approach is what is what you're saying, basically. Get the fundamentals right, the job board investment, making sure you're producing high-quality adverts, you're utilizing that within your ATS system, and then creating this holistic view whether it's youtube tiktok facebook whatever it might be whatever the latest who knows what the next one will be (laughs) well absolutely and if you think of the all going back to the all-powerful um job advertisement um you know if you don't get that right everything else Mm. downstream isn't effective you know when you think of engaging in creative and you think of investing in social and tiktok Mm -hmm. and these other other channels they're important, but if your core is, I don't really understand the ideal candidate persona that I'm attracting with the job ad, or I'm attracting with video, or I'm attracting with any of my outreach, then it's not going to be effective. You're not going to be able no. to drive as much value from your recruitment marketing dollars than you may think. Mm. Now, as we record this at the end of 2022, um, we are in quite an unsettled world. There's a worldwide recession. There's the cost of living crisis. I think it's across the whole globe. Uh, obviously, the war in Ukraine. It's there's a lot of unsettlement, and that can create a bit of a disparity in terms of some some markets potentially where there's been very high fast growth, and it could create a bit of a cascade of candidates potentially a bit of a tsunami who knows we hope not however this could mean then that you've done all that work as a recruiter you've done your adverts you've done all the things that you've said you've got your strategies in place across all your different channels you know utilizing the job boards effectively we're then getting the candidates into the ATS system how does a recruiter ensure they're not missing out on a on a less obvious match maybe or they're not spending all their time, and I don't like to use this word, but sifting through and wasting their time where they just need to go for the golden nuggets. What would your what would your advice be? My advice would be think about your your process and where you're spending time. There okay. are many tools today that can optimize that process for you. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is is if you're spending if that pendulum swings where you're spending a lot of time with candidates, you're sifting through resumes, you have you know, too many candidates and the market has changed, then think about, think about time blocking where you're spending your time and then start to research solutions that may be able to help you be more effective at getting to the candidates that are, are the right candidates. Um, And also, if we go back to that idea of the job posting, remember what I said earlier, you know, retention starts with a job posting. Mm -hmm. In that situation, you should be even you know, more candid and transparent in the job posting than you were because you have so many candidates, right? Because you really want to focus on the quality candidates that want to come work for your organization or come experience the opportunity that you're providing. So a a great example of this is, um, you know, we work with a number of conversational AI tools that essentially act as a recruiting assistant. And, you know, as a recruiting assistant, they ask qualifying questions and it's a chat bot, right? A chat bot lives in the experience mm-hmm. and they'll surface qualifying questions that are really important to, that are really important to the employer. Well, 
by servicing those qualifying questions earlier in the process, mm -hmm. you can actually filter out candidates that may not meet those qualifications. Yeah. But unfortunately, what happens today with applicant tracking systems is the qualifying questions or the screening questions are asked at the end of the process. You've been through a yeah. 40 minute process and then you've answered the questions. And so one of the, one of the, you know, one of the keys that I think has been important for you know, companies over the last few years is, is, is if we can set expectations of the job seeker early and often, mm -hmm. and by early and often surface those screening questions right. at time of apply versus in the moment of applying, you know, before you apply, then you can be a lot more effective for the job seeker and a lot more effective for the recruiter in a world where there are a lot more applicants than we've had in the past. But do you think people lie? If people are desperate for a job, do you think they lie on those chatbots? Yeah, I, I think they could. I think they could. Um, but I think that's that's in any that's in any market. Yeah, right. It, of course it is. But I think that's no, really really use really useful and actually really obvious thing to do. So if you so for example, your customers, when they post an advert, they get the opportunity to add that, or is it just automatically there in your software that they get to sift people out by these chatbots? Yeah, so we have a couple products. We have a we have a product where you can ask screening questions that is that isn't a chatbot attached to jobs. So right. you know. A number of our customers will ask a few screening questions before they're connected to the ATS. So again, wow, I think good. that I think the problem is the black hole problem that we've been talking about for the last, you know, 30 years, 20 years, you know, mm -hmm. since the dawn of <laughs> online recruiting has been I apply for a job and I don't hear back. I think yeah. one of the reasons why companies why why people don't hear back is because job seekers are applying for jobs they aren't necessarily um, aren't necessarily qualified for, mm -hmm. and our industry. In most cases, human resources recruiting is a nice industry. It's a relationship-driven, it's hard to say no, Yeah. right? And, and because of that, if we can surface those questions earlier in the process and let them know, hey, you're probably not a fit for this, mm -hmm. then you can remove, you can somehow do your part. We can do our part in the industry to combat this, this black hole that occurs. So we have that. We also have partnerships uh, with other companies um, like Zor and Paradox that actually um, will surface those questions and you can use their chat bot to actually um, ask questions and will surface those questions and then connect directly to the applicant tracking system in many cases. Good. And we've seen that's been helpful at helping recruiters uh, get to the right candidates because essentially what happens is that's your screening call. Yep. Yeah, right? True. It's a screening call that would happen. And so mm -hmm. in those situations, but I think the, the big punchline here is you know, when this occurs, it's going to occur. It's just the inevitable, you know, when the pendulum swings, which it does, that you have to time box and find where you're spending your time and Absolutely. then start researching solutions that can help you, you know, get more time back in your day and use mm -hmm. technology that may be optimizing that that experience for you. And this is where technology, absolutely, the, the sector has evolved. I mean, I, I think it probably is about 20 years of job boards, probably. I, I've been in recruitment 24 and they were just kind of coming into play. Um, but I think that you're absolutely right. The, the market moves in cycles. We're in an absolute bubble. It's going to potentially, in some markets, go the other way and the pendulum will swing. This is brilliant, brilliant advice, Dad. Honestly, this is really useful. So one final piece of advice from you. In your experience, if somebody's listening now and they're not happy in their job for whatever reason, how do they make themselves stand out so they become the unicorn candidate on the response to the job advert? So from the other side of the desk. 
Yeah. So I think the first thing is, is speak to the, the old saying of speak to your accomplishments. That's the, that's the key, you know, in so many, when you're interviewing and when you're um, having a number of conversations with candidates, um, it's different in what you did or what you're doing versus what you accomplished. Yeah. And accomplishments are what businesses bank on. Yeah. You know, especially, like especially recruiters, right. Um, and that's, that's a frame of mind in a lot of ways. So focus on your accomplishments and why you're proud of those accomplishments. That's the first thing. The second thing I would do is research the company. You can go on LinkedIn, research the company, research the hiring manager, the recruiter. If you see a position that you really like and try to you know, update your resume um, based on how your experience reflects what that company needs. You know, the all I think as an industry, the cover ladder has lost its uh, appeal in many ways. Yeah. Um, and because the cover letter has lost its appeal, I think that there's the opportunity to actually use some creative um, experiences with maybe a cover letter mm. to then help actually impact your resume. You know, yeah. try to think of what you would generally add in a cover letter and try to distill pieces for a uh, for position in your resume since you know the cover letter has lost appeal in many ways. So that's how I would think about it, right? Mm. I, would, I would think those two, two opportunities uh, for candidates. I think that's really good advice. I love that. Focusing on accomplishments. I love that. It's very positive. It's a positive mindset, but you're making yourself a no-brainer to the, whether it's the internal recruiter, whether it's the, the, the final decision maker. And I really absolutely advocate that that advice I always recommend to candidates that if you see a job description or a job advert and you know what your experience is in relation to that make it no-brainer and you know covering letters they sound it sounds old-fashioned it's quite a laborious thing to do and I hate the whole copy and paste where you'd send it out to 20 companies but you can make yourself an absolute you know well I'll use the expression again this no-brainer to the decision maker by inserting where you've done the experience that they're they're advertising so I think it's really really good experience and it's been so refreshing to hear from your side of the world because I don't think we've had anyone on from a job board before so um I hope that you have a wonderful 2023 I'm hoping you'll be you'll be kept as busy as you have been this year which is why it's taken us all this time to get you on (laughs) (laughs) we got there in the end we got there in the end it's been wonderful to have you today Thad thank you so much for joining us on the recruiters recruitment podcast thank you so much have a terrific day really appreciate it thanks for the opportunity you're welcome